<clears throat> Hare Krishna, <clears throat> dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We can see it from a little bit, we can see it from our window. Um, we're trying to bring a little sanity into this world, this chaotic world, a little bit of order, uh, spiritual knowledge, uh, a taste of, of what it would be like to live in a world in which everyone was um, agreeing to follow the laws of nature given by God, given by Krishna. And the stories of the history of the universe in Srimad Bhagavatam explain exactly how that was done and how it is possible. <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam for what it is, compiled by Srila Sanatana Goswami. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditha Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostute Tume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manestadaga mad bhagya mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadhu sadhuta dayin. Atini chujuta kada Hanamuncha gadachen mam Premnarit kantayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly O exalter of the most fallen Please never leave me Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we reach this 22nd chapter of the third canto. <clears throat> Marriage of Kardama Muni and Devahuti. Beginning with text 35. Um, we've been hearing uh, we've been hearing about Swayam Bhuvamanu. from Maitreya Muni. <clears throat> Text 30, 35 Consequently, although his duration of life gradually came to an end, his long life, consisting of a Manvantara era, was not spent in vain, since he ever engaged in hearing, contemplating, writing down, and chanting the pastimes of the Lord. Purport. Mm. As freshly prepared food is very tasteful, but if kept for three or four hours, becomes stale and, um, and tasteless, so the existence of material enjoyment can endure as long as life is fresh. But at the fag end of life, everything becomes tasteless and everything appears to be vain and painful. The life of Emperor Swayambhuvamanu, however, was not tasteless. As he grew older, his life remained as fresh as in the beginning because of his continued Krishna consciousness. The life of a man in Krishna consciousness is always fresh. It is said that the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening and its business is to reduce the duration of everyone's life. But the sunrise and sunset cannot diminish the life of one who engages in Krishna consciousness. Swayambhuvamanu's life did not become stale after some time for he engaged himself always in chanting about and meditating upon Lord Vishnu. He was the greatest yogi because he never wasted his time. It is especially mentioned here, Vishnu Kurvato Bruvata Kataha. When he talked, he talked only of Krishna and Vishnu, the personality of Godhead. When he heard something, it was about Krishna. When he meditated, it was upon Krishna and his activities. It is stated that his life was very long, 71 yugas. One yuga is completed in four, four million three hundred twenty thousand years. 71 of such yugas is the duration of the life of Manu. And fourteen such manus come and go in one day of Brahma. For the entire duration of his life, 
4,320,000 times 71 years. Manu engaged in Krishna consciousness by chanting, hearing, talking about, and meditating upon Krishna. Therefore, his life was not wasted, nor did it become stale. Text 36 He passed his time, which lasted 71 cycles of the four ages, 71 times 4,320,000 years, always thinking of Vasudev and always engaging in matters regarding Vasudev. Thus he transcended the three destinations. Purport The three destinations are meant for persons who are under the control of the three modes of material nature. These destinations are sometimes described as the awakened, dreaming, and unconscious stages. In Bhagavad Gita, the three destinations are described as the destinations of persons in the mode of goodness, passion, and ignorance. It is stated in the Gita that those who are in the mode of goodness are promoted to better living conditions in higher planets. And those who are in the mode of passion remain within this material world on the earth or on heavenly planets. But those who are in the mode of ignorance are degraded to an animal life on planets where life is lower than human. But one who is Krishna conscious is above these three modes of material nature. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that anyone who engages in devotional service to the Lord automatically becomes transcendental to the three destinations of material nature and is situated in the Brahma Bhuta or self-realized stage. Although Swayambhuva Manu, the ruler of this material world, appeared to be absorbed in material happiness, he was neither in the mode of goodness nor in the mode of passion or ignorance, but in the transcendental stage. Therefore, one who fully engages in devotional service is always liberated. Bilva Mangal Thakur, a great devotee of the Lord, stated, If I have unflinching devotion to the lotus feet of Krishna, then Mother Liberation is always engaged in my service. The complete perfection of material enjoyment, religion, and economic development is at my command. People who people are after Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. Generally, they perform religious activities to achieve some material gain, and they engage in material activity for sense gratification. After being frustrated in material sense gratification, one wants to be liberated and become one with the Absolute Truth. These four principles form the transcendental path for the less intelligent. Those who are actually intelligent engage in Krishna consciousness, not caring for these four principles of the transcendental method. They at once elevate themselves to the transcendental platform, which is above liberation. Liberation is not a very great achievement for a devotee. To say nothing 
of the results of ritualistic performances in religion, economic development, or the materialistic life of sense gratification. Devotees do not care for these. They are situated always on the transcendental platform of the Brahma-Bhuta, stage of, of self-realization. Text 37 Therefore, O Vidura, how can persons completely under the shelter of Lord Krishna in devotional service be put into miseries pertaining to the body, the mind, nature, and other men and living, and, 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 and living creatures? Purport <clears throat> Every living entity within this material world is always afflicted by some kind of miseries pertaining either to the body, the mind, or natural disturbances. Distresses due to cold in winter and severe heat in summer always inflict miseries on the living entities in this material world. But one who has completely taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord in Krishna consciousness is in the transcendental stage. He is not disturbed by any miseries, either due to the body, the mind, or natural disturbances of summer and winter. He is transcendental to all these miseries. Text 38 in reply to questions asked by certain sages, he, Swayambhuvamanu, out of compassion for all living entities, taught the diverse sacred duties of men in general and the different varnas and ashramas. Text 39 I have spoken to you of the wonderful character of Swayambhuvamanu, the original king, whose reputation is worthy of description. Please hear as I speak of the flourishing of his daughter, Devahuti. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 22nd chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Marriage of Kardamavuni and Devahuti. All glories to Swayambhuvamanu and his wife, Shatarupa the first king and queen of the world created from the body of Brahma. Chapter 23 Devahuti's Lamentation Text 1 My trek continued. After the departure of her parents, the chaste woman, Devahuti, who could understand the desires of her husband, served him constantly with great love, as Bhavani, the wife of Lord Shiva, serves her husband. Purport The specific example of Bhavani is very significant. Bhavani means the wife of Bhava, or Lord Shiva. Bhavani, or Parvati, the daughter of the king of the Himalayas, selected Lord Shiva, who appears to be like a beggar, as her husband. 
in spite of her being a princess, she undertook all kinds of tribulations to associate with Lord Shiva, who did not even have a house, but was sitting underneath a tree and passing his time in meditation. Although Bhavani was a, the daughter of a very great king, she used to serve Lord Shiva just like a poor woman. Similarly, Devahuti was the daughter of an emperor, Swayambhuvamanu, yet she preferred to accept Kardamamuni as her husband. She served him with great love and affection, and she knew how to please him. Therefore, she is designated here as Sadvi, which means a chaste, faithful wife. Her rare example is the ideal of Vedic civilization. Every woman is expected to be as good and chaste as Devahuti or Bhavani. Today in Hindu society, unmarried girls are still taught to worship Lord Shiva with the idea that they may get husbands like him. Lord Shiva is the ideal husband, not in the sense of riches or sense gratification, but because he is the greatest of all devotees. Vaishnavana Yata Shambhu Shambhu, or Lord Shiva, is the ideal Vaishnava. He constantly meditates upon Lord Rama and chants Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord Shiva has a Vaishnava Sampradaya, which is called the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya. Unmarried girls worship Lord Shiva so that they can expect a husband who is as good as a Vaishnava as he. The girls are not taught to select a husband who is very rich or very opulent for sense gratification. Rather, if a girl is fortunate enough to get a husband as good as Lord Shiva in devotional service, then her life becomes perfect. The wife is dependent on the husband. And if the husband is a Vaishnava, then naturally she shares the devotional service of the husband because she renders him service. This reciprocation of service and love between husband and wife is the ideal of a householder's life. Text 2 O Vidura, Devahuti served her husband with intimacy and great respect with control of the senses, with love and with sweet words. Purport. Here two words are very significant. Devahuti served her husband in two ways, Vishwambena and Goravena. These are two important processes in serving the husband of the Supreme Personality of God or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vishwambena means with intimacy and Gauravena means with great reverence. The husband is a great intimate, is a very intimate friend. Therefore the wife must render service just like an intimate friend. And at the same time she must understand that the husband is superior in position and thus she must offer him all respect. A man's psychology and a woman's psychology are different as constituted by bodily frame 
A man always wants to be superior to his wife, and a woman, as bodily constituted, is naturally inferior to her husband. Thus, the natural instinct is the husband wants to post himself as superior to the wife, and this must be observed. Even if there is some wrong on the part of the husband, the wife must tolerate it, and thus there will be no misunderstanding between husband and wife. Vishrambhana means with intimacy, but, it's, it, but it must not be familiarity that breeds contempt. According to the Vedic civilization, a wife cannot call her husband by name. In the present civilization, the wife calls her husband by name, but in Hindu civilization, she does not. Thus, the inferiority and superiority complexes are recognized. Dhamenacha, a wife has to learn to control herself even if there is a misunderstanding. Sarhidena vacha maduraya means always desiring good for the husband and speaking to him with sweet words. A person becomes agitated by so many material contacts in the outside world. Therefore, in his home life, he must be treated by his wife with sweet words. I'm going to send this to somebody I know. Text 3. <clears throat> Working sanely and diligently, she pleased her very powerful husband, giving up all lust, pride, envy, greed, sinful activities, and vanity. Purport. Here are some of the qualities of a great husband's great wife. Karnabamuni is great by spiritual qualification. Such a husband is called Teji Yang Sam. Teji Yang Sam, most powerful. Although a wife may be equal to her husband in advancement in spiritual consciousness, she should not be vainly proud. Sometimes it happens that the wife comes from a very rich family, as did Devahuti, the daughter of Emperor Swayambhuvamanu. She could have been very proud of her parentage, but that is forbidden. The wife should not be proud of her parental position. She must, be always, she must always be submissive to the husband and must give up all vanity. As soon as the wife becomes proud of her parentage, her pride creates great misunderstanding between the husband and wife, and their nuptial life is ruined. Devahuti was very careful about that, and therefore it is said here that she gave up pride completely. Devahuti was not unfaithful. The most sinful activity for a wife is to accept another husband or another lover. Chanakya Pandit has described four kinds of enemies at home. If the father is in debt, he is considered to be an enemy. If the mother has selected another husband in the presence of her grown-up children, she is considered to be an enemy. If a wife does not live well with her husband, but deals very roughly, then she is an enemy. And if, this, and if a son is a fool, he is also an enemy. 
in family life, father, mother, wife, and children <clears throat> are assets. But if a wife or mother <clears throat> accepts another husband in the presence of her husband or son, then, according to Vedic civilization, she is considered an enemy. <clears throat> a chaste <clears throat> and faithful woman must not practice adultery. That is a greatly sinful act. Text 4 and 5. <clears throat> Excuse me. The daughter of Manu, who was fully devoted to her husband, looked upon him as greater even than providence. Thus she expected great blessings from him. Having served him for a long time, she grew weak and emaciated due to her religious observances. Seeing her condition, Kardama, the foremost of celestial sages, was overcome with compassion and spoke to her in a voice choked with great love. Purport. The wife is expected to be of the same category as the husband. She must be prepared to follow the principles of the husband, and then there will be happy life. If the husband is a devotee and the wife is materialistic, there cannot be any peace in the home. The wife must see the tendencies of the husband and must be prepared to follow him. From Mahabharata we learn that when Gandhari understood that her future husband, Dhritarashtra, was blind, she immediately began to practice blindness herself. Thus she covered her eyes and played the part of a blind woman. She decided that since her husband was blind, she must also act like a blind woman. Otherwise, she would be proud of her eyes and her husband would be seen as inferior. The word samanuvrata, <clears throat> samanuvrata indicates that it is the duty of your wife to adopt the special circumstances in which the husband is situated. Of course, if the husband is as great as Kardamamuni, then a very good result accrues from following him. But even if the husband is not a great devotee like Kardamamuni, it is the duty's wife to adapt herself according to his mentality. That makes married life very happy. It is also mentioned herein that by following the strict vows of a chaste woman, Princess Devahuti becomes very, became very skinny and therefore her husband became compassionate. She knew that she was the daughter of a great king and yet was serving him just like an ordinary woman. She was reduced in health by such activities and he became compassionate and addressed her as follows. Text 6 Kardamamuni said, O respectful daughter of Swayambhuvamanu, today I am very much pleased with you for your great devotion and most excellent loving service. 
Since the body is so dear to embodied beings, I am astonished that you have neglected your own body to use it on my behalf. Purport It is indicated here that one's body is very dear, yet Devahuti was so faithful to her husband that not only did she serve him with great devotion, service and respect, but she did not even care for her own health. That is called selfless service. It appears that Devahuti had no sense pleasure, with, even with her husband. Otherwise she would not have deteriorated in health. Acting to facilitate Kardama Muni's engagement in spiritual elevation, she continually assisted him, not caring for bodily comfort. It is the duty of a faithful and chaste wife to help her husband in every respect, especially when the husband is engaged in Krishna consciousness. In this case, the husband also amply rewarded the wife. This is not to be expected by a woman who is the wife of an ordinary person. Text 7 Kardabhamuni continued, I have achieved the blessings of the Lord in discharging my own religious life of austerity, meditation, and Krishna consciousness. Although you have not yet experienced these achievements, which are free from fear and lamentation, I shall offer them all to you because you are engaged in my service. Now just look at them. I am giving you the transcendental vision to see how nice they are. Report. Devahuti engaged only in the service of Kardamamuni. She was not supposed to be so advanced in austerity, ecstasy, meditation, or Krishna consciousness, but imperceptibly she was sharing her husband's achievements, which she could neither see nor experience. Automatically, she achieved these graces of the Lord. What are the graces of the Lord? It is stated here that the graces of the Lord are abhaya, freedom from fearfulness. In the material world, if someone accumulates a million dollars, he is always full of fear because he is always thinking, what if the money is lost? But the benediction of the Lord, Bhagavat Prasad, is never to be lost. It is simply to be enjoyed. There is no question of loss. One simply gains and enjoys gaining. The Bhagavad Gita 265 confirms this. When one achieves the grace of the Lord, the result is Sarvadukanam Hani. The destruction of all distresses. When situated in the transcendental position, one is freed from the two kinds of material diseases, hankering and lamentation. This is also stated in the Bhagavad Gita. After devotional life begins, we can achieve the full result of love of Godhead. Love of Krishna is the highest perfection of Bhagavat Prasad, or divine mercy. This transcendental achievement is so greatly valuable 
that no material happiness can compare to it. Prabodhananda Saraswati said that one who achieves the grace of Lord Chaitanya becomes so great that he does not care a fig even for the demigods. He thinks monism is hellish. He easily achieves the perfection of controlling the senses and he, dis and he regards descriptions of heavenly pleasures as no more than stories. Actually, there is no comparison between material happiness and transcendental happiness. By the grace of Kardava Muni, Devahuti experienced actual realization simply by serving. We get a similar example in the life of Narada Muni. In his previous life, Narada was a maidservant's son, but his mother was engaged in the service of great devotees. He got the opportunity to serve the devotees and simply by eating the remnants of their foodstuff and carrying out their orders, he became so elevated that in the next life, in his next life, he became the great personality, Narada. For spiritual achievement, the easiest path is to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and to serve him with heart and soul. That is the secret of success. As stated by Vishwanath, Chakrabarti Thakur, in his eight stanzas of prayer to the spiritual master, Yasya Prasadad Bhagavat Prasadaha, by serving or receiving the grace of the spiritual master, one receives the grace of the Supreme Lord. By serving her husband, her devotee husband, Kardamamuni, Devahuti shared in his achievements. Similarly, a sincere disciple, simply by serving a bona fide spiritual master, can achieve all the mercy of the Lord and the spiritual master simultaneously. Text 8 Kardama continued. Kardama Muni continued. What is the use of enjoyments other than the Lord's grace? All material achievements are subject to be annihilated simply by the a movement of the eyebrows of Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By your principles of devotion to your husband, you have achieved and can enjoy transcendental gifts very rarely obtained by persons proud of aristocracy and material possessions. Purport Lord Chaitanya recommended that the greatest achievement of human life is to achieve the grace of the Lord, love of God. He said, Prema Pumarta Mahan Prema Pumarto Mahan To achieve love of Godhead is the highest perfection of life. The same perfection is recommended by Kardama Muni to his wife. His wife belonged to a very aristocratic royal family. Generally, those who are very materialistic or who possess material wealth and prosperity are unable to appreciate the value of transcendental love of God. Although Devahuti was a princess, coming from a very royal, a great royal family. Fortunately, she was under the supervision of her great husband, 
Kardamamuni, who offered her the best gift which can be bestowed in human life, the grace of the Lord, or love of God. This grace of the Lord was achieved by Devahuti <clears throat> by the goodwill and satisfaction of her husband. <clears throat> she served her husband, who was a great devotee and saintly person, with great sincerity, love, affection, and service, and Kardamamuni was satisfied. He willingly gave love of God, and he recommended that she accept it and enjoy it, because he had already achieved it. Love of God is not an ordinary commodity. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was worshipped by Rupa Goswami because he distributed love of God, Krishna Prema, to everyone. Rupa Goswami praised him as Mahavadanya, a greatly munificent personality because he was freely distributing to everyone love of Godhead, which is achieved by wise men only after many, many births. Krishna Prema, Krishna Consciousness, is the highest gift which can be bestowed on anyone whom we presume to love. One word used in this verse, Nidja Dharma Dohan, is very significant. Devahuti, as the wife of Kardamamuni, achieved an invaluable gift from her husband because she was very faithful to him. For a woman, the first principle of religion is to be faithful to her husband. If, fortunately, the husband is a great personality, then the combination is perfect and the lives of both the husband, the wife, and the husband are at once fulfilled. Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a wonderful exposition of a household life. So, we're going to stop here. It's 8 o'clock. We got a good 40 minutes in today. And uh, we will start tomorrow at text 9. And we will sit and patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. Shrimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Okay, first is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati, Hare Krishna. First off the blocks is today, Hare Bo. Jaguru Maharaj, feeling fortunate to see you executing your sacred service. Hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> sacred it is. Sacred it is. Thank you very much. And thanks for those nice uh, photos and videos of the Harinam parties in Holland. Deeply appreciate. Thank you. From Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you. And from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Hare Krishna. Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Very grateful for your efforts in serving Srila Prabhupada. You are our inspiration. Oh, Hare Krishna. 
You're very kind. So much amazing, important, and spot-on information about the psychology of the male and female. Mm. The modern feminism movement seems to be actually harming the natural harmony that can exist between men and women. Yes, not harming, destroying. They're destroying it. And we can see now, vividly and graphically, the results. You know, there's a, there's a term, Varna Sankara. When men and women have children uh, that are not really wanted, the children become unruly and disturbance to society. And now we see some young kid, you know, hate, full of hate by hearing hateful leaders goes up to the top of a building with high-powered rifle and just shoots people on the streets during a celebration. This is the epitome of illness, a sick society. And the leaders won't do anything about it. Now the ex-prime minister of Japan, who was quite famous, was shot and killed while he was giving a speech. So don't think it's not dangerous. The material world is a dangerous place. And the first thing we have to realize in order to become serious about Christian consciousness is just what a dangerous place we're living in. And it's easier to see in the Kali Yuga, actually, before things were so ideal in the Satya Yuga, where we're hearing about, you know, Kardamamuni and Devahuti and their lives together. Very, very rare in this age of Kali. Hare Krishna. Yes, Daijari Hari, Hari Bo. Welcome, welcome to the Welsh Sankirtan devotees. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for tonight's reading. Very nice statement at the end. Quote, Krishna consciousness is the highest gift we can give to someone we presume to love. Yes. And to give Srila Prabhupada's books out to the people is the greatest gift because these books are full of that love they're full of Srila Prabhupada's love for Lord Chaitanya for his spiritual master and for the people in general he always said my only desire is that everyone become happy such a high desire high level of compassion Subharao Rajagopal. Yes, Subharao. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading. In 3.23.8, Srila Prabhupada writes, quote, Krishna consciousness is the highest gift which can be bestowed on anyone whom we presume to love. <laughs> Unquote. Thank you for bestowing Krishna Prema to all of us through your readings and sharing your realizations. Oh, Hare Krishna. Yeah, well, my, uh, my realizations are just like a parrot. I have no realizations. I have no love. But I, I can tell that if I keep doing this, I'll get it. 
Hare Krishna. From Anandamurti Devi Das. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading of Sri the Prabhupada's Srimad Bhagavatam. Today I heard it is so fortunate if someone has a chance to serve the spiritually advanced devotee. Yes, in this age of Kali, I am feeling I am very fortunate to serve you. Hare Krishna. Yesterday one Bhagavad Gita distributed during the lunchtime. Hare Krishna, thank you. You do a really good lunch break. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. It's very pleasing. From Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. I'll miss you for the next 12 days. Tomorrow morning I'm flying to Hungary to help Shambhari Prabhu serve Shiva Ram Maharaj. A bit nervous this evening. Please bless me to be able to serve as best I can. This is Bhakti Rupa? Yes. Speaking? Yes. Oh. I heard a rumor that. I heard a rumor that Shiva Maharaj was going to change servants. Does this mean you're going to be permanent servant, Shiva Maharaj? Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe I'm letting the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Anyway, don't be nervous. Although Shiva Maharaj is a very elevated person, and. Uh, yeah, not too easy to serve, but you will get everything from serving him nicely. Dr. Rupert said, LOL, I doubt it highly. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Anyway, you mentioned 12 days, so it's probably going to be a Britain, just a break from Britain. From <coughs> For him. From Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Yes, yesterday, previous president of Japan has been killed. When he was the president of Japan, he got Bhagavad Gita from Modi, the president of India. Oh. I hope he got some benediction from it. Yeah, we hope so too. Thank <clears throat> you. From Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Yes, Rai Kanu. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. We will have 24 hours kirtan in Birmingham on 9th through 10th of July 2022. Nice. Today we have garland making and preparations. Nice. Your servant. Very good. Seems like Krishna is giving you shelter here in the UK. It's very nice. <coughs> From Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Thank you for your wonderful readings. Having the association of devotees on here is so inspiring that I have a few extra copies of the Bhagavad Gita for clients. Hopefully someone takes one someday. Is there any special qualifications for one to do book distribution? A desire to do it, to please the people compassion 
for the suffering of the fallen souls and the desire to achieve the association and mercy of Lord Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna. Hare Something from Kola Pati. Kola Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. Interesting to hear how the wife shares the devotional service of the husband because of the service rendered. Also one point that stood out, quote, for spiritual advancement, the easiest path is to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and to serve him with heart and soul, unquote. How can we make sure that we are actually serving with our heart and soul? First thing is to serve. If you're not serving, there's no question of serving with heart and soul. First things first. Srila Prabhupada used to say, first deserve, then desire. Render service. Serve your authorities. Serve your spiritual master. <clears throat> serve the deities. Serve the people. Serve your god brothers and sisters. I'll tell you a story. I was married once and I was recommended for sannyas and for a few years there was some preparation both of us one time this was 1970 beginning of 1975 <clears throat> and I was in New York and I was preparing to go to India for that big festival 1975 the uh, opening of the Krishna Balaram Mandir, <clears throat> the Mayapur festival. So she called me up from Dallas where she was staying and she said, you know, I'm experiencing something very strange. And I said, what's that? She said, I'm becoming very attached to Srila Prabhupada and I'm perceiving that because you're taking steps forward so fast that I'm getting the benefit and therefore she gave me blessings to take sannyas and she became a great saint her name was Kolini she devotees named their kids after her sometimes well one at least she was famous in the world as a great saintly person Hare Krishna And from uh, Subra. Yes, Subra. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, on the altar, what is in front of Srila Prabhupada's picture? That is Prabhupada's dhoti, I mean uh, bead bag. In this, there's a little glass case and Prabhupada's bead bag is in that case. 
It was an old bead bag, one he used a lot. And it was given to me by Tamal Krishna Maharaj when I was, just after Prabhupada left this world, I was um, given the, the, the service of inventorying all the things in his room, every, everything. And after that, uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj gave me this bead bag of Srila Prabhupada. It's a very sacred item. Therefore, I worship it as good as Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Jesus, oh my Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. And from Daityari Hari? Yes, Daityari Hari. When we hear about the Vedic ideal of how a husband and wife should interact, how can we understand it with maturity? Do you think it's something we should gradually work towards while keeping in mind the complicated social dynamics of even a lot of the devotees in our movement? It seems like it's a culture that would need to be carefully and gradually introduced to avoid exploitation. We see that authoritative roles can be dangerous when misunderstood or when the people assuming them may not be fully qualified. Well, first of all, stop assuming that people are disqualified. Appreciate the good qualities of devotees, because all devotees have good qualities, all of them, every one of them. Even someone may be harsh in his the way he uh, executes his duty as an authority. Still, we should, he should not be harshly treated. And anyone who saw, served Prabhupada especially those first devotees who served Prabhupada and spread Krishna consciousness all over the world in assistance to him, they should always be respected, even after they fell, even if they did big nonsense. They got the mercy of Prabhupada and of, of Lord Chaitanya. And they're not ordinary people. So first things first. See that all living beings are but part of the Supreme, or in other words, that they belong to Krishna. This is verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 35 of the Bhagavad Gita. You read that verse very carefully and see the beginning of all these good qualities is to see the soul, see everyone as a part of Krishna. Apichet surudha chado bhajate mamananya bhag sadureva samantavyak samyak vyabasito hisaha even if a person engages in an abominable acti activity, if he's fixed in devotional service, he's according to Krishna, the sadhu. Anyone who has chanted Hare Krishna even once is to be respected. If they're, in, if they're in, initiated and engaged in devotional service, they should be bowed down to. And if they're fully engaged in devotional service and are such that when you see them you want to be Krishna conscious, you should give your life to them, serve them. Everyone should be respected. Of course, when there is abuse, there must be uh, purification, there must be uh, accountability. Uh, not that we're telling you to treat everyone the same. Sometimes devotees may not be so good association. So we can avoid the association, but at the same time offer respect from within. 
then you'll be safe from all of the uh, materialistic uh, conditions of material life. Hare Krishna. Christopher. Yes, Dr. Christopher. Hare Krishna. I have a question about service. Could you give me some practice examples of serving the devotees? How can someone like me serve the pure devotees, like the devotees at Iskon Denver, which is the closest temple to me? Well, first of all, go and see the deities. And if you if you're capable, if you can, then help the devotees. You know, give a part of your uh, hard-earned wealth uh, to the to the temple to help maintain it. You know, you can give donations of boga for offering to the deities and sponsor the Sunday feast and such things. If they have brahmacharis there anymore, they're used to. Uh, you can you know buy them socks and whatever. Help them out. Do some service. Service is practical. It means to help another person. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, everyone, for these lovely <coughs> reflections. Uh, they're touching many people's hearts, even those that are not with us live. I know for a fact that they're touching a lot of people's hearts. And uh, Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the life of Devahuti and Kardamamuni unfolds and Kapila Dev appears and enlightens us in pure devotional service. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.